This podcast tells the stories behind the craft breweries across the country. I'm Erica. Matt. And sound guy Ryan. And you're listening to an episode of Brewers. Oh my god. Wow, man. That I was, was aggressive. I was waiting for the, the, the bottle cap that you put in last week. Oh, I, I'm going to have to do that later. Yeah, but I think the, the burp might be better. The burp might be better? Well, I don't how, know. What if I did bottle... Burp. Then burp. Yeah, whatever works. Yeah, but what up, everyone? You're listening to an episode of Brew Roots. Hell yeah. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> Welcome. And, and we've calculated that this is our 87th episode. About that, yeah. Happy 87th, everyone. Damn. Of Rob Gronkowski, 87. Whoa. <laughs> a, a Sidney Crosby? 87? What? No. I don't know. All I know is Gronk and maybe Sidney Crosby. I might be right. <laughs> but um, we have a special episode yeah. for you. We do. This is going to be a lot that. of fun. Um, Matt and Erica had a lot of fun uh, going to Northfield Damn and right. interviewing Four Star Farm. So we're going to use this as kind of our content episode, right? Yeah. Well, You're gonna I, hear it, all it's about not hops. even like kind of. This is content. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. not talking to a brewer. We're, yep. we're talking about hops. Hops. Yeah. And Hippie hops. the so three of us, Erica probably is the most qualified to talk about hops. Me Ba-da-boo. being the second least qualified. You being <laughs> the second qualified to oh. talk about hops with all the consumption of beer that you do. I do drink a yeah. lot of beer. Yeah. But uh, we have the amazing Liz and Nate Latoli. Oh, yeah. I love them. They're amazing. Um, shout out to Liz, who is literally the best. <laughs> Everyone loves Liz. Everyone it's, loves Liz. And Nate. Yeah. I'm sure everyone I loves mean, Liz. I mean, Nate's probably Nate. cool. Yeah, 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 I yeah, mean, yeah. you know. But no, we, 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 we get uh, uh, people talking about both of them a lot mm-hmm. um, in our travels to all these breweries. Um, and mm. it's actually kind of cool to hear. Great point. Yeah. And the beer yeah. we're drinking today it was actually um, used for Star Farm hops. Yeah. Yeah. They used the, it's a wet hop pale oh. ale from Harpoon, south of Satan's Kingdom. Do what I need great to go name. get that? You should have had that. Where you, are you, you? You didn't put it in I, front well, of me. Yeah, while right, right take a little there. sippy poo. Smell it first because it smells wonderful. It does smell wonderful. Yeah, it's really good. And uh, for our listeners out there are, who maybe don't know, because I admittedly didn't know until we did this episode, um, what wet hopping is versus dry hopping. Um, the difference, right, yeah. So wet hopping is just using fresh hops. Same difference, different term. Um, so basically the hops are picked from the farm and then they are taken from the brewer and go directly into the beer. Yeah, and they have a couple beers right now that you can go try. So I think we saw Lamplighter. Yeah, so Lamplighters is gone actually. That is sold out. You might be able to find some somewhere, um, but those are pretty much gone. Uh, Aeronaut has Wet Hop 2019 on tap. Harpoon, um, they're south of Satan's Kingdom. That's in stores and on tap, I believe. And then Lord Ho will be releasing one soon. I don't know when. Stay tuned. And then Moby Dick Brewing has Easy Harvest Wet Hopped Ale. And then Hermit Thrush. And I believe Hermit Thrush as well. Yeah, that's yes. from Liz. That is straight from the top. Yeah, yeah I yeah. had I had Aeronauts, um, and it was fantastic. Yeah, it really was really nice. Yeah. Um, this beer is great, and yeah. as somebody who is a um, a harpoon critic, I'm not a huge harpoon drinker. Um, this is a damn good beer. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and I don't know if that's because they're 
four star farm hops uh, totally or is. probably <laughs> um but how has everyone been uh, it's been a busy week for been us great successful week for yeah, us too yeah uh, we are kicking ass yeah, taking shout, names shout out to everyone who listened to not only our Allagash episode, our People's Pint episode, but for some reason to the almost 1,000 <laughs> people in Germany that listened to our Oktoberfest yeah, episode. Yeah, last year? From last year. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Dankeschön. Yeah, Dankeschön yeah. to our, Don- to our uh, yeah. German listeners. Seriously. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That is pretty it's cool, been crazy how popular that's been. It's just like, damn, maybe we should make a new one. Even low <laughs> key good episode. They're low key just sitting there, be like, wow, these guys. This they awful. know no. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they know nothing. They know nothing. Yeah, nine, nine, nine. <laughs> they're literally all. Now we've lost all of and Germany. Now they're all gone. <laughs> yeah. We love yeah. you guys, though. Yeah, um, we're like we're like the Hasselhoff equivalent in Germany now. You know how like David Hasselhoff yeah. is huge in Germany. Yeah, Brewer is in the Hasselhoff level. Totes. Amazing, Totes. but yeah, um, I I want to say before we go into our next segment, I want to kind of go back. Yeah, um, we're back. The wet right? hop thing. Oh yeah, all right. Um, and I want to ask Erica this because we were talking about this earlier. Cool. So, what besides wet hops being wet and not dry? Right, right, right. <laughs> what typically is done um, in the brewing process? that makes those wet hops a little bit different. Yeah, so you tend to use them a little differently. Basically, I mean, you can add hops whenever during a boil when you're brewing. But generally speaking, wet hops get added at the end of a brewing process because you are pretty much using them just for aroma. The aroma, yeah. You can try and use them for bittering. Um, This beer smells great. (laughs) Honestly, yeah, yeah, usually brewers use them um, for aroma. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, out of all of the the wet hopped beer I've had, um, I would say that's definitely accurate. Yeah, that's um, usually because it's main never feature. bitter. It's never bitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would be really curious to taste a wet hopped beer that was added earlier. So just I know, to see what. Yeah. That does. Yeah. I've had some homebrewers come into the shop and they've asked me about that, and I think they've done it. I haven't yet tried any of them, but. Um, mm-hmm. It's a cool experiment for sure. I mean, yeah. especially with um, homebrewers when they grow their own hops, they don't actually know how much of the oil is in the hop. So how much bittering units yeah. are in the hop. So it's a whole, it's a total gam- gamble. You don't like, you don't know where you're going to yeah. get well, if you exactly. use it as a bittering hop. Yeah. So, in, yeah. In a, <laughs> and I guess, you know, if you do it enough times where you're able to get that better understanding, especially if you're growing your own hops, right. if you're able to brew enough batches differently enough but also with only like that one factor that's being changed right right um you would be able to really easily seek out that sweet spot of yeah you know definitely when is the earliest i can put this in here when's the best time to add it or is it any time it just Mm -hmm. depends on how you know how you treat them or how you store them Right. Yeah. I mean, because I bet you storing them makes a huge difference too. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to use it as a wet hop, you have to use them immediately. Otherwise, homebrewers they'll um you have to dry them out, and then you freeze them, um, and really hope that there was no, excuse me, um, no liquid in there because it Mm -hmm. will Mm -hmm. go bad. You know, if you don't store it properly. Okay. So you can't put hops in like a humidor. No. 
Okay. Well, Nine. Well, for our German <laughs> listeners, right, I'm yes. just like thinking, right? Yeah. And, like you want to keep them at, at a certain humidity. Yeah. I just didn't know like how long, no. like how long do you hops like, last, right? Not very long. You want to use them like okay. immediately, like within a few days, honestly. Okay. Right. Um, and if you're not going to use them, then like that's when I said you dry them out completely and then you freeze them and use them when you want. See, this is all good stuff, guys. Right? This and is all good stuff. It, you're going to learn a lot more. Trust me. Yeah, there's um, so much more. Liz and Nate going to great they go all out. Oh, It's man. an amazing time. And if you're lucky enough to go out there, um, which a lot of our brewer friends have been out there. Um, oh, yeah. we it, They talk about it all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They love it every gorgeous. time they go. Yeah. It's like a perfect place to have a wedding. It's amazing. Um, and actually, too, fun fact, if you are a home brewer and want to try their hops, beer wine hobby, has their hops. Shut up. Oh, Shut and you could probably, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll use our promo code oh, breweries to help you out with that too. Exactly. 10% hmm. off. Can you, can what? like a consumer go to force our farms and buy from them directly or, um, not or really. is it because they're like, it's they really just, a farm. It's really a farm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you like, like I've actually had people go there before. I've had a couple of home brewers. They thought it was a store and they like stopped by that's, okay. and Liz being the amazing woman she is, was just like, Oh yeah, totally. And I gave him a tour of the farm and like some sample hops. But it's oh. their house. But exactly. Like I don't think people realize that Four Star Farm is That's where they live. Is literally and I don't want to give away the whole episode, but it's literally their house that was a former turf like they grew uh, yeah, sod. It's a turf yeah. farm yeah. and uh yeah. Damn. Yeah. Cool. No, it's been in their family for like I don't know yeah. what to say. Like it's been like for like a bajillion generations. Yes. Like for a long time. What what else do they make there? Well, well Ryan, doing, let's no, get to the episode. Yeah. Like we, I don't want to. I don't want to give point. away too much. You know stay tuned, Ryan. Yeah, right. stay, stay tuned. tuned. Um, so, Erica, what's going on in the world of pink boots? Pink boots. So, end of the year. We're not really doing a whole lot, but um, we're having our end of year soiree, if you will. Um, that's going to be held at Brado. Woo woo! Shout out. Um, they Somebody are opening I know their works doors. There. Yeah, what? Mm, weird. Um, they're opening their doors uh, for the public on the nineteenth, I believe. That's kind of tentative date, so stay tuned. But yeah, Pink Boots is having their um, end of the year party November tenth. So if you are in Pink Boots, make sure you check your email and attend. Also, it's gonna be amazing. Go to bostonchaptermerch.com Um, yeah, we have some sweet merch I for all y'alls. Check it out. And meaning to buy. Me too. And hopefully by the time this episode airs, (laughs) which you're hearing it right now, I will have a mustard yellow. Amazing pink boots, Boston shirt. Sorry, I'm like, I am burping in my mouth. (laughs) Yeah, I was wondering what happened there. It's like, is he waiting for me to say something? Stroke, no joke. Um, it's another clot. I don't, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, clot awareness. Check out if you have a clot, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I um, I just texted my friend Pat, who actually works at Harpoon, to see if we can get an answer when the hops were added. Uh, so stay tuned for next week to find out that answer. Well, I really want to know what hops they use in this. That's what I want to know. Was it their, like, nugget? Was it their cow? So I will find Centennial? out for you. because we'll, we'll post it on social media. I Correct. I Tapped would know. Yeah. No. I don't think anyone knows anything on Tapped. <laughs> So before no we get to the episode, moves. let's paint a picture. Uh, we are in the backyard of the Latolis. Yes, it's it's a shaded area overlooking the beautiful farm. The hops, yeah, the farms of hops. You don't hear anything but nature in our there's beautiful birds, voices. There's butterflies, and there's a dog, and there's also a couple dogs you can hear in the background. And just sit back and relax. We did this at ten thirty in the morning. It was amazing. No beer. 
No, we didn't have any beer. You're right. And because they got rid of all their beer like the day before. And wow. it, it was yeah. like 70 degrees out in June. It was amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so before you hear that, here's a word from our sponsors. Cheers. Cheers. This week's episode would not be possible without our amazing sponsor, Shirts on Tap. Each month, they team up with breweries from across the country and create a custom shirt and deliver it to your doorstep, along with stickers and coupons. Sign up today using the promo code BREWROOTS for $5 off your first box. Head on over to shirtsontap.com today. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. You looking to get into a new hobby? Oh, yeah. Sure thing. Well, Erica, where can we do that? Go down to Beer and Wine Hobby. Ooh. And what can we get there? Everything you need to start your homebrew journey. And we'll help you along that journey by using our promo code BREWROOTS to get 10% off your next order. Visit beer-wine.com to start your homebrew journey today. Craft Beer Cellar is a family of brick-and-mortar craft beer retail stores offering amazing beer, hospitality, and beer education. Beer is a creation of craft hundreds of years old, still evolving. Its creators are artisans using simple ingredients to create something inspiring, eye-opening, and revolutionary. Craft beer is more than ABV, IBU, and haze. It's about passion, community, and craft. Craft Beer Cellar works hard to find these artisanal producers in every community across the globe, and they encourage the purchase of singles of any beer, allowing you to sample and explore some of these breweries. Visit a Craft Beer Cellar location near you, explore new beers, and shop for some of the most extensive selections in all of New England. You'll find them throughout eastern Massachusetts in Amesbury, Belmont, Braintree, Newton, Norfolk, Plymouth, and Westford, Nashville, New Hampshire, and Waterbury, Vermont, in addition to New York, D.C., Virginia, North Carolina, Florida, Mississippi, Louisiana, Missouri, Michigan, Wisconsin, Texas, and California. For hours and directions to a craft beer cellar near you, visit craftbeercellar.com. That's craftbeercellar.com. Well, Erica. We're here, and for. This is the earliest interview we've done. Is it? Well, 10 a.m. I guess it we might got, be. Well, we we met up earlier than we've sure, probably we, ever met up. We were together at, at 8, 8.30 this morning. Yes. It was beautiful. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And Today's you had over a record then. car ride, <laughs> yeah, too. We did. We did. We did. Um, and if you can hear in the background, we are outside for, I think, Brew Roots' uh, first yeah. outdoor episode. And it's beautiful. And it's important that we did this episode outdoors because the product that's being made... And yes, we're saying a product because we aren't drinking. We aren't drinking. No, we aren't. We aren't having beers. We aren't having mead. We aren't having wine or cider. No. We're talking about hops today. We are. So. Because we're at a hop bar. How many of our listeners out there, you know, you're in in traffic right now, I'm sure. Raise your hand if you've tried to (laughs) grow hops and you suck at it like myself. We're watching. All right. Thank you. Thank you, (laughs) listeners. Um, Fortunately for us, we are with people who are badass at growing hops. They Erico. know all about it. Where are we today? We're at Four Star Farms in, are we in Northfield? You oh. are in Northfield. Oh, yes. You nailed it. Awesome. Northfield, nailed Massachusetts. It. And we are here with Liz and Nate, um, who are hop grower, social media, marketing extraordinaires. That's yes. kind of a, a lot. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> Actually, uh, don't let me introduce you guys. I'll let you guys do it. So your role's here at Four Star. Yeah. And uh, your first memory of beer. 
Oh, man. So this is Liz, and I am technically the director of sales and marketing here at Four Star Farms, um, but I also am the queen of doing everything else that I'm told to do, um, from weeding and picking up heavy things and moving them somewhere else, um, to talking to, to brewers and making relationships with breweries across the state, which is honestly my favorite part of my job. My my earliest memory of beer is actually not even of me drinking it. And I'm really sorry, and I hope my dad's not listening <laughs> right now. But it's actually of me quietly judging my dad as a kid as he drank a lot of natural light after work. <laughs> <laughs> so that, you know, the first beer that I was ever aware of was, yep. was natural light. Yeah, um, <laughs> The occasional yeah. Miller High Life, yeah. Um, yeah. which, you know, I can, I can do a Miller High Life yeah. every once in a while. Yeah, um, <laughs> but my first memories are actually not of um, craft beer, unfortunately, but are the, you know, the the stones that were laid that helped me to get to where we are today exactly. and appreciating great craft beer. That's amazing. Um, so, so my name's Nathan. I am, I, I live here on the farm. I'm married to Liz, who's a farmer. I am what we call in the agricultural world, the off farm spouse. Uh, while, while I grew up on this farm, my, my parents are the owners. Uh, my wife and my brother work here full time. I work off the farm. Um, I, I, I bring home health insurance. I bring home a steady income. Um, and I work off the farm. So I help on nights and weekends. <laughs> I have worked full-time on the farm quite a bit throughout my, my life, both as an adult and as a child, is probably one of the most overpaid child laborers at $5 an hour yes. um, many times growing up. It was the 90s, man. Um, let me see my first memory of beer. So when I was young, my dad and my uncle and a friend, they, were, uh, they had a triathlon team. And that triathlon team was called Moosey, was the name of their team, after Moosehead Beer. Hmm. Was like the official beer of their uh, triathlon team. With my Uncle Tom, my yes, dad, training for Sam. triathlon. Drinking lots of beers. Well, these guys were not like... They weren't going to win. They, they were not what you would describe <laughs> as much of athletes. This was a hobby for them. Uh, my dad, the only time he paddled a canoe all year, and it was a triathlon that didn't have swimming. It was canoe bike ride and running my dad was one of the two people paddling the canoe and it was the only time he did it all year um, and let's be real it was about the beer and oh, not it was the always about the beer so, so that's my first memory of beer was the uh, moosey triathlon team and their moosehead beer you guys uh cool. not so to give you a marketing idea but you guys should make throwback moosey jerseys with the beer. <laughs> that's a good idea yes. that's a good idea come and participate at the the triathlon at four star farms yes, yes. we promise to make it way cooler than running biking yes. and swimming or boating across <laughs> the fields maybe so you gave me a little bit of the, the background of four star farm has it always been called four star farm yeah so my uh and my what parents, did it start as yeah so my parents started four star farms um my brother and I were both very young. When I say very young, I think we were one or two at the time. And we were a part-time turf farm operating in Rhode Island on rented land. My mother taught at the University of Rhode Island. My dad was an engineer working, on, uh, working for a contractor on submarines. Um, he was in a, doing a sonar on, on submarines. My mom's family was always farmers. Um, we kind of joked that they've been farming since dirt was invented. Um, <laughs> but we think if my nephew goes into farming, 
he'll be like the 16th or 17th generation wow. in oh, a wow. straight line of farmers pretty much since my mom's side of the family came over on the Mayflower. Always in New England um, then? Or? Yeah, always in New England. So oh. came over on the Mayflower, farmed in uh, southeastern Rhode Island, sorry, uh, southeastern Massachusetts, and then over into Rhode Island, and that's where I was born. It was, it was down in Rhode Island. In 86, my parents bought the farm that we're at now. Like I said, they had been farming part-time in Rhode Island, and... They had really wanted to, to find the right place and to farm full-time. In the summer of 87, we moved up here and have been at it ever since. I was eight at the time, so my memories are a little sketchy of, of the early history of the farm. But uh, we've been doing turf for the majority of that time. And it's only, uh, how long, eight, nine years, Liz, that we've been working on? Eleven. Eleven. Man, time flies. It's about <laughs> eleven years that, that we've been doing hops. So the farm has been around for a while. Hops is kind of new to us, but we, we figured it out. As, as you gave kind of the intro, uh, we were pretty bad at, bad at growing hops in the beginning. I think we've become really good at it now. But it's, uh, I'm not willing to say to we were there. bad. I'll just say that we've learned a lot. <laughs> we were new. And the yeah. quality yeah. has definitely improved. So what exactly. brought you to hops? Just You just saw the growth of the beer industry, craft beer, and just wanted to get into it? or So I'm going to give full credit to Nate's dad, Gene, who is our hop farmer extraordinaire. What's up, Gene? Exactly. <laughs> hey, Gene. Um, essentially, what was happening is the farm needed a diversification plan because Nate and his brother were growing up and bringing their own families back to the farm. And so um, one crop was not enough to support what was now three families. And, you know, around that time, um, they were looking for things to do that, because we've got a lot of land, um, things that could use equipment for harvesting, um, things that would be novel and unique, because here in the Pioneer Valley, I mean, you can't throw a rock without hitting a vegetable farm, which yeah. is not a bad thing, yeah. but you know, we don't want to reinvent the wheel. And around that time, there had been some um, major fires in hop warehouses around the mm. world. Okay. Um, there was, you know, discussions of how hops used to be grown in New England. At that same time, we were looking at growing grains. And, you know, if you're going to grow grains, why don't you try hops? Because then you might as well have beer. Right. <laughs> um, and full credit to, to Nate's dad. He had the, the forethought for that. was also um, from the Moosey story. You could see loved good beer. Yeah. And so um, we decided to give it a go with not much information, not many resources <laughs> at all locally, yep, yep. Um, or even you know nationwide, it was hard to get information on how to do it. So um, started it as an experiment uh, 11 years ago, and it has turned into like a, a huge portion of our business at this point. Yeah, we, we started growing hops the same year that the University of Vermont started some of their hop research. Okay. And they've really led the way here in the Northeast on helping small growers to figure out how to grow hops. And it was it's really fun because we've been able to learn together. We've been able to do it together. Um, that first hop yard started at about three quarters of an acre. Yep. That was our experimental yard. Yep. Um, the first year, hop plants, they only produce about 10% of what they're going to produce as mature plants. Um, harvesting three quarters of an acre of one-year-old plants, that wasn't that super easy because that was know. all by hand. It's still a lot of work. Uh, hops will produce maybe a thousand pounds of hops per acre. Um, Ten percent of that was only about a hundred pounds, and so even just at three quarters of an acre, all right, seventy-five pounds. The little reminder: there are forty-five hundred hop cones per pound, so that's a lot of hop cones you have to pick. It takes an hour to pick a pound of hops, but Seventy-five hours. You have friends come over. You you cut down the binds. You bring them over. You drink beer. It was kind of fun. 
Year two, the plants produce like 40%. Now, so now you're up to like 300 pounds. You've gone from 75 to 300 pounds in a year. Um, some of those friends come back because they really enjoyed it the first year, but they realize now this is a much bigger task. Year three, you're up to like 900 pounds per acre. None of your friends show up to help Not harvest even your by hand. <laughs> Nobody wants to do it. Family so in year three, no at the end of year three, um, the family decided, well, we know we can grow hops, but we either have to go big enough to purchase equipment or just tear these things out and do something else because hand harvesting hops... That just doesn't work. And I feel this is also where we have to give a shout out to Wormtown Brewery and the People's Pint and Northampton Brewery. Because those are kind of the, the three breweries that found us before we had a website. I was going to ask, what were you doing at the hops at the time? Trying really hard to sell them, <laughs> um, but really not having a clue of what, what they should look like in packaging, yeah. not knowing... Um, what specs were important to meet yeah. just knowing that you know hey we grew this thing <laughs> and thank goodness we were able to to form relationships with these brewers because yeah. it, it turned into a real conversation of you know hey four star we like what you're doing and where you're going yeah but let's really work on you know where you should be with this yeah. and so i give um a lot of credit to those guys for helping us to get to where we are today. Because when there was a lot of commitment to, if you grow more, we'll buy more. Yeah. But also there's that really special conversation of, you know, I'll never forget Chris Sellers at the pint, the first time we took him wet hops in a trash bag. And he just kind of <laughs> like looked at us because it's like, you know, the hefty black yeah, trash bag. Yep. And he's like, please don't do this Ever again. again. Ever oh. again. <laughs> and so, you know, it's those learning opportunities yeah, along the way yeah. with um, people that we're thankful to call friends at, at this point because they, they've been with us from the very beginning. Yeah, That's you know, awesome. going from uh, showing up to a brewery, doing a sales call which with my dad with, you know, five pounds of mostly dry but not necessarily all the way dry, dried hops in a black trash bag, you know, going from that to now being able to sell you know, perfectly weighed, 11 pounds, pelletized, nitrogen, nitrogen flushed. flushed in a Mylar bag with a nice box packaging and showing up with a 1,200-pound pallet of those yeah. at a brewery's door. You know, in 11 years, we've, we've certainly come a long way, but that's as much for us of being good growers and, and figuring that stuff out as it is for our customers, helping us to yeah. figure out what the product should look like, um, really what they wanted to see in packaging, what they wanted in in a final product. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I hate to backtrack a little bit, but Liz, what's what's your story? We know a lot about Nate's, but you said you were a farmer as well. Is that something that? So it was something that I never knew that I was going to be. Um, technically, I am a geriatric social worker by training. Um, and I spent many years working with um, people who have Alzheimer's disease and their families. And so providing supportive care. Um, but. Fast forward to re-meeting Nate, who he and I went to college together, undergrad, many, many years ago. Um, there was some wooing that happened, and he invited me up to his family farm. Um, that's a big jump. There was that's a big jump. I know. I missed, I missed some and things in there. At the family long, farm. Long, <laughs> long story short, you know, he's charming. Yeah. His farm is beautiful. There may have been beautiful. beer in, involved in yeah. as a well couple times. Yeah, times. A couple of beers. Um, <laughs> and essentially, uh, you know, Nate and I got married. I moved up here from North yeah. Carolina. Um, and I had been working as a social worker at a hospital in Worcester um, in the labor and delivery department Ooh. and the intensive care units, 
which, you know, you never meet happy, well-adjusted people no. as a social worker, <laughs> particularly in those departments. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and that was brutal for me. Um, and at the time that I was looking to change careers, uh, Nate's mom took me to uh, lunch one day and basically said, you know, you're really good at talking to people. None of us really like to talk to people. <laughs> you know, we're, we're doing these things at the farm and we think you could be a good fit if you want to, to try your hand at it. And, um, you know, I totally had imposter syndrome for several years when yeah. I started working here because, you know, how can I call myself a farmer? I know how to weed, yeah. you know? <laughs> Is that really a farming skill? Right. Um, but at this point, I, I do call myself a farmer. Um, I had some experience as a kid because um, my neighbors growing up had a vegetable sand. Ooh. So, you yep, know, yep. I ate more than I probably sold at the sand. But, um, yeah, no no real farming experience until <laughs> I came here. And these wonderful people gave me a shot. And uh, it, it seems seems to be working. We're all a good fit yeah, together. Yeah. And yeah. Um, as family, one of the, the things that I love to say is, you know, there's no better group of people to be with when you're having your worst day on the farm or your best day on the farm. You know, it, yeah. it, it's family, yeah. and that's that's a cool thing. And the worst day on the farm was better than the best day at the hospital. So. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. Can you um, recall back 11 years ago, you know, Wormtown, People's Pint, they took your end product and made it into their end product. Uh, what was it like, you know, receiving at that time probably was glass bottles or was it cans or is it just on tap? You know, it was a, it was a, it definitely wasn't cans. Um, so a lot of it was growlers. Okay. Um, okay. You yeah. know, the big old school yeah. brown glass growlers. Um, Do you remember what the beer was that was first bestowed oh. upon you? With People's Pint, I know it was um, a wet hop beer. So that actually came from, from tap. I, I'm not remembering what North those Hampton are. Northampton Brewery, it was a wet hop wet beer. Because yep. they, they still really religiously every year make a wet hop beer out of our hops. Yeah. I think Worcester was already on the kick of trying to make an all Massachusetts beer, and that's yeah. why yeah, that's they originally they reached out yeah. to us yep. and and had heard about us. Uh, they they really expanded that to try to do, you know, beers from all over New England, really specific to those states, um, and they've done that every year. It's now the the mass hole, right? Is what they've yep. yeah. made that, but uh, that's the first time they. I think it's the first year that they tried to make an all Massachusetts beer is when they, we, yeah, they reached out It was the first year they were um, really, yeah. really open as well. That's um, a good beer, that, the lager. I yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so we've right. kind of been, so been with Massholes since the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. True Massholes ourselves. I guess. All right. <laughs> and I think the coolest things for us about those scenarios, so growing hops, especially the way that we started, was really hard, really labor intensive. And there are days where you're like, is this worth all of the work that yeah. we're doing? Cause you know, they're growing during the hottest part of the year. You're harvesting during, you know, like the hottest weeks of the year <laughs> with the highest humidity. And this is not exaggerating. No. <laughs> um, but the first taste of a beer that's made with something that you've grown, all of a sudden you're like, this is what it. I'm doing yeah. it for. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same reason why every year right before harvest time, we have a brewer day where all of our customers or breweries that, you know, just have an interest in local hops, we invite them out to the farm and it's their enthusiasm that helps to get us through Jazzed the crunch up. time. <laughs> exactly. Cause we're like, these are the people that we're doing yeah. this for. Yeah. And this is why it's so important. And it kind of gets you amped up and ready for what will essentially be like six to seven weeks of just grueling work yeah. to get it done. Yeah. And, and one of the really <laughs> cool things that helps me to uh, just tolerate, I guess, the, the work, and while I'm not 
here on the farm full time now. I kind of help on nights and weekends and during harvest time. Um, the things that we really like in hops, all those, the, the bittering characteristics, the aromas, those are responses that the plant has to the world around it. And, and all of those oils, all of those acids, most of them are the plant's defense mechanisms to various funguses and insects. And it's just the way the plant has evolved to try to protect itself. And so when the plant is really stressed is actually when it's producing more of those things. Hmm. So if we have a really dry year and the plants get a bit of stress from that, or we have a lot of Japanese beetles come and go after the plants, you know, it's not to say the plants like it, the plants don't like it, <laughs> but the plants are responding to that yeah. and they're developing more complex aromas and better flavors. And all those things that we cherish from hops really are just how the plant is reacting to its environment. So if it doesn't have a lot to react to, it, it doesn't do a whole lot that year. And the hops really do change from year to year, right? Like some years, certain varieties are just out of this world. And the next year, they're just kind of true to form and kind of normal, right? Would you yeah. say that the hop growth is kind of akin to wine, like grapes? 100%. Very yeah. much so. So for those who don't know, wine grapes can vary from year to year right. out there in podcast land. And if you do know, sorry to insult your intelligence. And <laughs> also yeah. by the area the they're you know. grown yeah. as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, Cascade grown here is completely different than Cascade grown out west. Or right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And that's one thing that we really run into is when we talk about some of our, our hops with their traditional name, sometimes that it, it's reasonable that people would think a Cascade tastes a certain way. Yeah. Like you mentioned, our Cascade doesn't taste like a West Coast Cascade. I'm not saying it's better. It's, it's just different. Yeah. yeah, It's close. It has some similarities, but it's different. Our Nugget, in particular, is nothing like a West Coast Nugget. It is just entirely different. Yeah. Right. We've actually taken the this, this step to rename it because we found ourselves just having to explain way too much. So it's not that right. we hide that our, our Papete is just a Nugget. But we put Papete on there. And our marketing materials, if you go to the website, you'll see that our Papete is Nugget. Yeah. But it's so different. We it's felt how we it was get actually through the door. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we felt it was actually more honest to call it something right. different. Because it's nothing like what you would expect to get in a Nugget. Right. Literally yeah. bananas. Hmm. Yeah. Which is, what do you usually get in Nugget then? So from... Our understanding, it's more herbal and earthy, yeah. and there are certainly those notes that are in ours, yeah. um, but there are heavy tropical fruit notes that are in there. Um, Medusa Brewing Company made a solo hot project beer yeah. using um, the Papite, and I think it was um, a year and a half ago, two years ago, and I mean, it smelled like strawberries. <laughs> cool. Crazy. You know, and <laughs> You're like, why? <laughs> exactly, yeah. and, I, and it's really hard from a marketing standpoint because there are you know, when you go shopping, there are certain brands that you buy of everything, and right. it's hard to stray from that. Yeah. You know, th there are clearly lines drawn in the sand with how people feel about Nugget Hops. Yeah. They either love them or they really don't. And for the yeah. most part, what we're learning is, you know, most people are like, those are old school. You know, what, nobody makes an herbal yeah. beer or an earthy beer. Yeah. And so that that's part of the name yeah. change that we did. Um, and that has been successful because we, um, we were having full disclosure, difficulty selling Nugget, but yeah. we could grow it super well. And so after a couple of um, blind aromatic trials at our brewer's days, yeah. where we just had um, unlabeled hops in jars and asked people to rank them, yeah. Nugget was always number one. 
That's so crazy. I know. So I was like, <laughs> and nobody wanted it. And nobody because, wanted it <laughs> because nugget, you know, traditional nugget from the West Coast is just a bittering hop. Yeah, it's not even it's used really as much of an yeah. aromatic. Yeah. Just because yeah. the IPA craze has kind of yeah, changed things. Exactly. Yeah, right. exactly. And it, it, it might go it's, back. You know, <laughs> its description, you know, it's mostly bittering and might have a little bit of this, a little yeah. bit of other notes, but generally, it's it's just a cheap bittering hop. Yeah. Yep. But nothing like that here. Right. So, uh, and we have other things that are supposed to be good hops that we stopped growing long ago because they just didn't do much for us. I was going to ask you that. So well, it does go both ways. Yeah, yeah, what were your first hops that you tried growing? We had a lot of noble hops that we okay. were trying to grow. Yeah. Um, and those we stopped mostly because um, they just don't really like the growing area here. Yeah. Um, they we, we could get them to hit the top of the trellis, but, you know, very few hop cones would form. Um, so we had, like, Kent Goldings... Um, we had some Sterling out there, um, Willamette, Mount Hood. Those oh, are wow. all of the yeah. ones that kind of went by the wayside because yeah. we, we tried really hard. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if, if something doesn't grow well, why keep beating your yeah. head against the wall? Yeah, definitely. Um, and we also had um, the, the majority of the varieties that we grow currently, so things like Cascade, Centennial, um, Magnum, um, that were growing at that same time that we realized that we could do super well. So those are out in our, our, our major hop yeah. yards. Um, yeah. And then over time, we've added things like uh, Crystal, Mount Rainier, uh, Tea Maker, and Rakow. So at yeah. this point, we have nine varieties, um, all aromatic varieties or dual purpose uh, that we're focusing in on. And, and we, do, we do try some new varieties from time to time. In fact, we've actually pulled some feral hops from the area. Oh, we've cool. tried to reproduce those a little bit and we've had some neat results. But one of the challenges is, as I mentioned earlier, you know, the first year a plant produces like 10% of what yeah. it might produce as a mature plant. And we really need to know before we dedicate the cost of, of building out part of our hop yard to, to grow something, A, customers want it, and B, it grows well. So we have to know that we can grow it before we really begin to grow right. it. So we've got to find a, a hop we want to try to grow, and then we have to grow it for three or four years to make sure that it can actually take this kind of a growing environment. And if you have just five pounds of a particular hop, it's tough for customers to figure out if they like it or not, unless they can make a couple real good-sized batches of beer and offer it to customers. And then if we find out we like it and it can grow, well, then we can go and plant it in our yard. And the first yeah. time, the first year, we don't even usually bother harvesting a plant because it it just helps it grow faster in the second and third year if we let it be the first year. So it can take about five years from the time we try out a new hop till we actually have a meaningful product to sell to customers. That's a long time to it, is. it is. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, how do you, the beer industry is is so ever-changing. Ever I mean, we are yeah. in the era of IPAs. I think we've been, I think forever has been the <sighs> era of IPA. Yeah. Right? But, um, Come on, Pilsners. Right, yes. yeah, same. We're, we're saying the <laughs> yes. same thing. Um, but something that is really cool, you know, five years ago, which were, you know, the Pliny's and the, you know, uh, what's up in uh, Alchemist, you know, yeah. uh, Hedy Topper, aren't as popular today. Still sought after, but, you know, how do you plan for something you, that you don't know? Um, I will say we... Or do you just have to risk it? Well, some of it is risk. Yeah. Some of it is talking to our customers about, you know, what are the profiles that you're really looking for? Um, and I, I love that, you know, people aren't bashful in saying what their wish list of hops are. Yeah. Um, and there's certain things that we can do. So like the sea hops that, you know, 
the traditional hops that go into a lot yeah. of those beers, we can do those. Great. Um, when it comes to looking at things to add in, we're looking more at what the aromatics are going to be based on what our customers say they like, which is often, you know, really heavy fruit, um, citrus, um, heading to the noble side of things with some varieties, which is pretty cool. And then we put our farmer hats on and we're like, what can we get access to? Um, what regions around the world are those being grown in? Are they remotely similar to where we are? And if it, if they seem to be disease hardy or disease resistant, we'll give them a shot. And a, a shot means, you know, maybe we get like 10 plants of a particular variety and we just yeah. stick them up on the edge of the hop yard, mark them and see how they do and yeah. go from there. But, um, we are not nimble in this. Um, <laughs> it's not perfect. We've had, um, some varieties that start off doing really well, but then become real headaches and trying to keep healthy and happy here. Cause you know, New <laughs> yeah. England weather, just right. like people right. are it's like, eh, winter's still yeah. here. Um, we're perpetually dancing with either too much rain, not enough Look, you're rain. you're saying, like there's a puddle over there, right? And that yeah. kind of destroyed 10 plants. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, over the course of the winter, you get lots of freezing and thawing and yeah. puddling of water. And before you know it, that water's there for a month and it's Still gotten water, into the yeah. root system and, yeah. you know, taken out the first section of, you know, several rows of plants, which in the big scheme of things is not huge, but it's still sucks. Something. It still sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's yeah. enough where you're like, OK, so what what can we do to make sure that doesn't happen yeah. again? Yeah. Same sort of thing with picking varieties. What what can we do to make sure we have something that people will buy yep. that we can also grow? Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of it comes down to um, it's not like there's only – it's not like this hop can only be used for a Pilsner. Or right. this hop can only be used for like a super juicy New England IPA. Good brewers can do a lot with a hop. They can make a Pilsner or they can – some hops you can make a stout, you can make a pilsner, you can oh, make yeah, a we're New seeing hoppy lagers now. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we we tend not to go after just bittering, right? Because bittering is bitter is bitter. You can get it from anywhere. <laughs> We've it's got cheap expensive to buy bitter. on the market. Yeah. Um, those flavors, which is what is unique from region to region, um, the the different options for flavoring, and then a good brewer can do a lot with the same hop based on when they add it, how they add it, what they're adding it to. So some of it is about not trying to just jump to the next thing, looking at those hops that are pretty versatile and can be used in a lot of different beers and growing those. Because then it doesn't matter, right? If in five years, Pilsners are more popular than the New England IPA, well, a lot of these hops you can make a Pilsner out yeah. of and you can make a New England IPA out of. So it doesn't really matter which hop is is better for one or the other. We, we, just we try to grow hops. stuff that works. <laughs> yeah, grow good hops and you can put them in anything. Yeah. Um, one of our listeners, we asked questions on our Instagram, um, proprietary. How do you guys deal with that? And just, are things truthfully proprietary or is it more or less, it's hard to get it, you know, from, you know, Australia or wherever, you know. <laughs> you know, it, it, there's a little bit of both of those things. Okay. Um, there are truly those proprietary hops that at this point, you know. Like Vic Secret. The, you know, yeah. yeah, Vic Secret, uh, Citra, Mosaic, all of the things that we would love Galaxy? to. Galaxy, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. All of those things that we would love to be able to get our hands on to see what our farm could do from a terroir perspective, because yeah. it, it could be really interesting. Um, those are proprietary varieties, which mean that um, they're protected by who can grow them and kind of who controls them, which when you think about the amount of money that goes into developing plants like that and the 
the backbone of the beers, like Citra is a great hop and there's a reason why there's a demand for yeah. it. Um, after putting in all of that work to develop that hop, it makes sense that, you know, the people who made it can control it. Um, no, when you say make it, is the, are these a Citra hybrid of two feral or three, you know, or what is it that makes it develop? You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's uniquely bred okay. hop. It might not be two feral hops, but it, it was an intentional breeding program that created the Citra hop um, to kind of bring, out bring those it into, or whatever. to, to yeah. bring it into layman terms. It's like a Labradoodle, right? So <laughs> nobody went out and secretly found Labradors on their own and nobody knew about Labradors and nobody knew about, like people knew about Labradors and people knew about Poodles, but nobody had ever crossed Labradors yeah. and Poodles to make a particular breed. That's what a lot of the plant breeding is around hops, right? It's just yeah. taking two established varieties and breeding them together and then doing it again and again and again and again because most of the time you do that, you, you don't get something really unique and interesting. Yeah. But on the 100th time or the 150th time, suddenly you find something really unique. And that that combination can be trademarked. Yeah. And it can, it, it can be patented. It can be trademarked. Names can be trademarked. So some of the, sometimes what you find is that a name is actually just trademarked. Anybody can grow that hop, but they can't call it that. So New gotcha. Zealand, oh, so because it might of have the, a sexy name, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. And sometimes, sometimes in plant breeding, that's just done to try to create something new. Other times, it's done because something really is new, like Alpha Roma hop grown in New Zealand is called Rakow, and they renamed it for the same reason that we renamed Nugget because it tasted nothing like Alpha Roma when yeah. they were growing it in New Zealand. Um, we call our Alpha Roma, we call them Rakow because they're a lot more like what New Zealand grows than what the Pacific Northwest grows, but it's the same. And hop. it's a way cooler call name. Different two, yeah. Call two different things. Yeah. So it's cool. a way cooler name, yeah. exactly. I put Alpha Roma in yeah. my beer. It just doesn't sound yeah, like that. No, it sounds like, no. No. It sounds so like a car. Trademark names, and then you own the rights to that name, and the money that you spend to invest in building that brand is yours because yeah. you're the only one that's allowed to sell that. A lot of these neat new hops are trademark names, and a lot of time and energy has been spent on kind of building that brand. And so those people who did it are the ones that get to sell that particular hop. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we everything we grow is unique. And, and that's like the weird thing, right? So if we tried to grow Vic Secret, it wouldn't be the Vic Secret that you're getting from somewhere else. Yeah. So I know it sounds kind of weird, but why try to jump onto that bandwagon and grow that one? when it's going to be different here anyway. Why right. not just find something that we grow that tastes really great and begin to build that brand around us mm. here? Yeah. Right. How much are you guys able to influence the flavors that are coming out of farm? So influencing is tough because I think we do it in ways that we still don't quite understand at this point. Kind of like the stressing of the plant? Yeah. And about. so it's, as Nate was mentioning before, you know, the... Um, the flavors and aromas are a product of what happens to a plant in a given year. And what we're seeing over time as we keep track of things is, you know, those seasons that are like wicked hot and really sunny and it feels like we're out in Yakima and the yeah. hops are picture yep. perfect. <laughs> I mean, the, the aromatic qualities and the flavors are really good. But what we're finding in the, is those years where, you know, it just doesn't stop raining. Um, it's more gray days than sunny days. Our, our yields might be lower, but the intensity of the aromatic profile is actually greater. And so 
we don't know exactly how to fine tune those things yet, but they're things that we're paying attention to. Um, I think if you go out to different hop growing regions of the world, there's always a guy at one of the farms who, who knows what to do. Cause you know, it's, it's 80 degrees and there's a 15 mile right, per hour doing wind. it for 50 years. And right. just, we yeah. need five pounds of nitrogen yeah. on all of these plants today yeah. with, you know, a gallon of water. Um, it's a really special skill that not, everybody has access to that information yeah. but we're learning over time um so a lot of it is ingenuity here yeah i mean You're just learning on the fly really you yeah. guys yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean trust us we know what we're doing yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean we just we, we and check out our youtube channel because uh, we have a video kind of going through the farm and you know different stages of the, the hops but a lot of the stuff nate you built yourself yeah. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of information out there. If you Google, how do I dry my hops at home, right? You can find a hop dryer for somebody who has three plants in their backyard. Yeah. Or you can go and watch videos of uh, Carpenter Ranch, their hop farm and how their dryers are. I'd say go and check those out. They're really cool to be able to see a hop dryer that's holding... 50,000 pounds of hops in a single dryer. They're like whole warehouses. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's amazing. And it looks yeah. like a massive, yeah, warehouse or airplane hangar. And that's just one batch that their dryer is Insane. running for that day's harvest. All mechanized. Which is like five, yeah. which is 50 acres of hops in that one dryer. And they pick that that day. You can see those things. And you can actually go out and buy those on the market as well. That's a lot of money. But it's a yeah. lot of money. And But if you have 17 acres, right, n none of those Overkill. Work. Makes sense. Um, Way overkill. Yeah. The... the small one that is built for kind of a home brewer who's growing hops in their backyard that's way too small that's kind of what we started with we built a very small version those big versions they just it costs half a million dollars for one dryer and we we just obviously that's way too big for us um you said it passed your your small enough not to be big but you're big enough yeah. not to be small in fact, yeah. we're, we're it's like the goldilocks principle yeah. 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 We're, we're too small to be big we're too big to be we're, small we're um, just right <laughs> we're, we're the biggest hop farm in new england right we're, it's not we're not tiny but a normal size hop farm in in yakima valley is 800 to 1200 acres Jesus. and the big ones wow. are three or four thousand acres and we're um, 17 and yeah. we're 17 yeah. uh, <laughs> Beautiful so, land though, like this. It's picturesque. Like I'm not. You. Yeah, it's like we went out there chance. and I was like, just, just sneakily drive by. It's right. cool. Was, yeah. It's all by the side of the road. Yeah, you can yeah. drive by. <laughs> it's like if I was to get married, there would be pictures here. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> <I'm sure>. We <laughs> can talk about that, yeah. that, that, that next. That's we, in the we, works. We had a brewer yeah. uh, yes. get, get married out here, um, awesome. but we, we've had to design and build a lot of our own systems. Yeah. So it's it's hopping on YouTube and seeing what others do. It's talking to some of the universities. It's talking to other growers. My dad's an engineer, my brother's an engineer, um, and I tend to think like one, but I've, I've gone into a different line of work. Um, but it's, it's just trying to marry the big stuff and the small stuff and find a medium option and then go and build it because you can't buy this stuff off the shelf. So it is a lot of ingenuity. It's a lot of trial and error. The other challenge with hops is nothing is really like hops. So if you build a hop dryer, you kind of have to wait to hop season to try it out. And if it doesn't work, <laughs> you got to go use what you had yeah. the year before because you don't have time to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. So it can take a little while to build some of these things and to get them really working on on uh, the, the way we want. But after 11 years, we've got a pretty good system worked out so far, I think. We do. Marketing yeah. must be a very difficult portion of the job, too, because what... Uh, 12% of the market is craft beer sales. Yep. In New England, we have 600 breweries. Right. So your area, 602, whatever it is. How are you marketing to 
this general location? You say region. So is it Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Vermont, New Hampshire, or is it more Massachusetts, Rhode Island? I'm going to let Liz answer this, but before she starts, I'm going to put in a little plug. If you ever want to hire a really <laughs> good salesperson, hire a social worker. <laughs> they're not trying to sell things. They're trying to understand what people want, and they're trying to build relationships and talk to them. So you want a good salesperson? Hire a social worker. Know. And that's yeah. what we did. We not only hired one, I married one. Yeah. And then we hired him. And now you see why I married him, right? Exactly. Charming. He's great. <laughs> He's so good. Um, so when I say region, um, it's mostly Massachusetts. We've got a little bit down into Connecticut. We've got some up into Vermont. Um, some in Rhode Island, a little bit in New Hampshire, and shout out to my home state of Maine. We've got some up there too. What's up? Um, two Gramps Brewing Company, Gardner, Maine, my hometown. Two, yeah. gra two Gramps? <laughs> two <that> Gramps. <laughs> That's an awesome is it, is Buffalo two Gramps. Plaid. It is. <laughs> it is. It's awesome. Uh, I need to um, go up. Yeah. Them. Yeah. And you can go stay with my mom and dad. They oh, love yes. the company. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, so the marketing, um, I'll say initially it was really hard because we were trying to build a market here that did not exist yeah. um, and you, it takes time to build trust it takes time to show people that you have right. a quality product it and takes were you actually the first starting to like the hop farm yeah here so you were really starting from ground nothing. zero yeah, yeah. Okay. and and so it was um, Nate had alluded to the first year where we had like 50 pounds of dry hops yeah. after we yeah. filled our wet hop orders <laughs> it was so cute it was impossible for me to sell that because, you know, I was learning how to do it. It was whole leaf hops, which, you know, people were very kind in the beginning and bought whole leaf hops from us because it's what we had. We learned over time that pellets are, you know, far preferred yeah. and that that's better for a lot of brewing systems. And so we, we evolved over time. And I think what happened was, and Nate's exactly right, um, I'm not a pushy salesperson. I'm a relationship salesperson. Yeah. And... Um, I'd rather come and talk to you and not have you buy my hops and have a better understanding of the things that you're looking for right. so I can bring that back here and like tease out what we're doing um, to hopefully get you down the road. Yeah. Um, but a lot of what has happened is those breweries that started with us in the beginning, as we grew, they grew with us. Yeah. Um, as more beers were made with our hops, other brewers were learning about us. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to jump in the car or talk on the phone or go wherever right. you know, leads will take me because it's, um, it's an exciting industry. And if there's an interest, I'm happy to talk about what it is that we do. Um, what I also try not to do, we'll, we'll have basic descriptors of our hops, but I am not a brewer. Um, yeah. I don't want to tell you, you know, hey, you're going to totally get strawberries all day long <laughs> from this thing um, when it's only happening when you dry hop with it, you yeah. know, in the last five minutes or whatever. Yeah. You can provide the paint, but the artist has to exactly. paint. Exactly. And, right. and I, I try to push that creativity because it's also not like um, we had some brewers that get very concerned where they're like, but you say they're different. Well, they're, they're not so different that, you know, <laughs> this one tastes like mint when its West Coast counterpart tastes like cit citrus. Yeah. Um, but it, it's at the same time trying to show that it's special, but it's no different than um, how you would brew with any other hop. Yeah. And also at the same time trying to show people why they want it. Um, I give out samples all day long because I think the hops speak for themselves. And so, Definitely. you know, if you can cask a beer and see what the the Centennial is going to do for you, that's going to say way more than I ever could. Right. Um, so a total social worker, I start where our customers are <laughs> and, and hopefully, you know, can, can win over the trust of, you know, we've got a good quality thing that makes great beer. Yeah. 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 
Speaking of customers, do you have a list? So do you have a list? Who do you guys can we work just, like, with? Should we just list all of them? We can like. Oh uh, god, <laughs> that's really putting me on the spot. We can it. I know. Excuse you talk me. Really, really fast. I need to run to yeah, my QuickBooks right, file. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but who, who are some of the, the who are some of the people that you, you guys work with? Sure. So um, there's a bunch kind of across the state. Um, we work with people like Lamplighter, Wormtown, Medusa. Uh, shout out to Craft Roots Brewing, who we I know love, you guys yes. did a, an what's episode up, over what's there. Up, Mo? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stone Cow Brewery, which is super cool because oh, that, that is a farm-based brewery. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, Bone Up Brewing Company. Yep. Liz, what's and up, Liz, Liz and Jared. Liz and Jared. Two yep. of my favorite people. Yep. Um, Independent Fermentations, which is out in Plymouth. Uh, Remnant Brewing, Aeronaut, Hermit Thrush, yep. Sour Ooh. Beer. Yeah. They are great. So good. Yeah. Uh, People's Pint here locally. Yep. Uh, Buzzards Bay Brewing Company, Ooh. who is new to us. We're yeah. super excited. Um, they're very much on the um, the local trend because they, they have their own winery, grow their yeah. own grapes, yeah. use yeah. all kinds of local ingredients. Um, Granite Coast Brewing, yeah. Hitchcock Brewing, Gentilly. I can really just keep yeah, going on and on. Yeah. There, there's probably close to, to 60 breweries that we're working with. That's awesome. Um, and that, that can mean anything from, you know, I sell, sell them 11 pounds to make a special beer once, yeah. Yeah. Um, once a year, um, up through people who buy 3,000 pounds from us of a particular variety. Cool. So they've mm -hmm. got a, a year-round flagship, yeah. which is really cool. We do see a lot of people saying they want to brew more locally grown awesome sure from, from soup to nuts so it's yeah. that's great to hear and, no, and and we can do it so in our in our varieties you know w one of the challenges that we run into is some breweries say oh well they're local they're small they probably can't supply me you know we need hundreds of pounds of a particular variety right. or thousands yeah. of pounds we can do that yeah. Um, that's that's not a problem. Um, or, we, or there are rumors because I, I I've gotten <laughs> wind yeah. of rumors that you know, oh no one can get four star hops because they've contracted. This is like what? my secret dream. <laughs> Rumor has it that we've contracted all of our hops to Jack's Abbey, which <laughs> you know it makes me chuckle. Um, right, right. It's all right. It, we have a rumor too that Notch pays us every week to <laughs> mention them. <laughs> and now you not, just mentioned them again. Yeah, which is, right. so, are we? Is it I a conspiracy? <laughs> I'm not sure. Chris and Brienne, the check. Where is it? Yeah. <laughs> but we we have the opportunity. Um, so one, we never put all of our eggs in one basket. So sorry, yeah. Jack's Abbey. You can't have yep. all of our hops, um, but we're we're on track that when everything is fully mature in our hop yards, we're going to have close to twenty five thousand dry pounds of wow. hops. That's awesome. Which hit it, Nate? How many million pints of beer is that? <laughs> a lot. It's like I three. It's like I three million the calculator pints of again. beer. So a season, oh. you can make three million pints of beer. Yeah, and oh, that, yeah. that's using the the magic number of one to three pounds of hops per barrel yeah. of beer produced. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you're going to get a note from a for, for, from a listener who says, actually, no. If you do the math, it's this. Right. Yes. Yeah. So Twenty five thousand oh, yeah. pounds. It's between one that's and three fine. million. It's a lot of beer. Is <laughs> the yeah. point. The other yeah. really cool opportunity is wet hops. So yeah. for a lot of brewers in the area, wet hops hasn't really been something they've been able to tap into because, let's face it, hops, you know, it's like it's like the grass clippings you in your fresh. lawnmower, right? right. If, yeah. you don't, if you harvest them, if you put them in a bag or a box, if you don't get those into a beer within a day or two, they're gone. They're it's bad. like yeah. you yeah. left yeah. that lawnmower full of grass clippings in the sun for a week. Yeah. They are not pleasant. What? Uh, but we have them. And they're not that expensive, and and we have what we think are fairly priced hops. When they when they're dry hops, they're comparable to a lot of other aromatic hops. 
Um, but when you can cut out the shipping cost for wet hops, right. you know, when a brewer can just drive even from Boston, yeah. drive the two hours out here, pick up three or four hundred pounds or a thousand pounds of wet hops um, or just 50 pounds of wet hops and they can drive that back, have it in a beer that morning, the day it was picked. It's a whole different product, right? Yeah. There's there's so many more of the volatile organic compounds that when we dry the hops, no matter how well we do it, you're losing most of the aromatics right? are gone. Actually, yeah. you know, even in really good hops that you get, you say, "Oh my, these these centennials are just full of so much great aroma when they've been dried." You should have smelt them before they were dried. Yeah. It's not that there was more of the same things you smell. There was a lot of some of the volatile organic compounds, right? They volatize off at just 85, 90 degrees. That's why when you walk through the hop yard, you can smell them some days. It's why when you just sniff a flower, you can smell it on a hot day. Once they've gone through 130 degrees of drying, like some of them are all gone entirely oh, wow. of, of, of yeah. the, the certain aromas. You can get those in a wet hop beer. And that's why wet hop beers are often just a lot more complex. There's a lot more yeah. depth because there are different things that it doesn't matter how good a hop grower or somebody drying the hops does, you cannot get those same things in a dried hop it's because they're all gone. Too, yeah. Right? Totally. Yeah. Totally. And, cool and to, to not have that. to pay yeah. to fly those on an airplane right. from Yakima Valley to your brewery right. in Worcester or in Boston. It kind of makes you feel more connected. Yeah. You know? Exactly. It's really cool. Yeah. And exactly. gives you, so one of the things that we like to say is a taste of place. So yeah. right. Um, right. you really can start to get that. And it, yeah. it's creating access. Um, and what's really cool is, you know, when we first started this, not many people knew how to make a wet hop beer. Yeah. Um, so it's pushing it brewers to be more innovative. Yeah. And, it is. And, yeah. and, and Learn how the craft. cool. Yeah. You've got a harvest ale yeah. that, you know, really shows exactly what that, that season has produced. Right. Yeah. And there's a seasonality to it. It's like fresh asparagus, right? So you can get canned asparagus any time of the year, but you want fresh asparagus, you've got to get them a certain time of the year. Yep. The entire northern hemisphere, whether you're getting German hops or British hops or New England hops or Yakima Valley hops, they're all harvested in August, early September. Yeah. Go down to... Uh, the, the Southern Hemisphere, they have a one-month window, too, and it's all the same month, whether yeah. they're growing them in Argentina or New Zealand or Australia or South Africa. They're all harvested at the same time, right? So to have a beer made with wet hops, it's only a certain time of the year you can do that. Yeah. And that's just a cool thing for a brewer as well, to be able to tap into that fresh product sure. once a year. What's the deal with the onion bags? Why do wet hops come in, onion sacks? So uh, breathability. Okay. And basically, it allows better airflow through them. Um, there's less compaction that's happening. So in throw there. back to the lawn grass again, right? Yeah, right yeah, out. they can <laughs> get rid of some of their heat. So it's, yeah. it's it's a living, breathing plant that we've just plucked the cone off of and put in a container, and, and they're actually creating heat right. as the biological activity happens. Of course, put that in a box, close it up. It's pretty stinky Mush. pretty quick. Leave that open <laughs> to the air so that some of that heat can escape. They can breathe. They'll last a lot longer. Yeah. So we, uh, we we package all of our wet hops in large onion bags or like potato type, potato sack. Yeah. But they're clear. Um, not clear. They're a green, they're a green plastic. mesh plastic mesh. bag so, yeah. so they can breathe and heat can escape. Yeah. And they go right yeah. in our cooler, too, as soon as they're picked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Help so to bring them down to temp you mentioned a lot of the breweries that you work with but what do you grow here other than hops i mean not I mean, not yeah. other than hops. so what varieties of hops do you guys grow so um we grow cascade centennial crystal 
uh, something we call chaos, which is, <laughs> it's not proprietary. It's a happy accident here at the Seeing farm. Seeing how far she can get through the names without looking at the list before yes, she goes to the yes. list. Magnum, <laughs> Mount Rainier, Papete, also known as Nugget, uh, Tea Maker, and Rakow. So that should be nine. I think you've I got think all of nine. them without yeah. looking at the sheet. Without looking at the Boom. sheet. See, you don't need the sheet. Boom. You know, I, I just, <laughs> it's, a, it's the pro tip to always have it on hand exactly. in case yep. you yeah. have that Cindy Brady moment yes. where you're like, I forget what my name is. And, and nine isn't a lot to remember, but we've also grown a lot of things that we stopped growing. Right. True. As we mentioned earlier. Yeah. So right. it's it takes a bit to try to keep track of everything we've got <laughs> in any given year. And, and we still have hops. So if anybody wants hops to get ready for the hop season, of course, we still have hops for sale from last season. Not a huge amount, but we've got... We've got plenty for folks to make beer with, right? That's right. And where could like a home brewer get some? So uh, beer, beer wine hobby yeah. out on the. <laughs> I guess is that North Shore? I never. Uh, I don't know quite how to define not, that area. What is Woburn? We'll call it North Shore. It's in the northeast region yeah. off of 128. Right. Yeah. yeah. When, you, when you live out in the Pioneer Valley, you call that the Boston that's area. That's yeah, that's, that's yeah. It's yeah. just if, if it's east of Worcester, it's the Boston area. Sorry, we know. call we call this area basically New York. So it's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, we're not yeah. even like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're not, not even, even Massachusetts even. And then, so locally, there's uh, places like Beerology in Northampton. Yep. We have an online store um, on yep. our, our um, website. And so uh, we have four-ounce packages of pellets that um, we love to get to home brewers and across all of the varieties that we grow. So, awesome. um, you, so know, you don't have to be a big barrel system. You so. do not. No. You do not. <laughs> um, we, we've danced back and forth of, you know, just having wholesale customers, um, you know, of the bigger commercial scale. Um but we finally have the the equipment and the tools to be able to get stuff to home brewers too. Yeah. Um, we also have a little bit of malt available, uh, wheat and rye malt. Cool. Um, but you guys are kind of phasing. We're that. slowly yeah. phasing that out. Um, we've made a decision recently. Um, the three major crops that we grow here at the farm: um, hops, turf, and grains. Um, the turf and grains will be um, taking their leave, and we will be wow. going all in on the the hops production right. here. Um, you know, we're we're not ceasing things immediately, but we're just slowly phasing yeah. those out. Yeah. Because um, we we figure um, hops have a lot of potential, and it would be really nice to have a, a narrower focus. Right. Um, on, on one crop that has a lot of um, nuances across a lot of varieties than, than three crops. The right. only thing we're planting right. now is hops. Yeah. yeah. So as we sell out of the turf, as we sell out of our grains, those will, will, will be the last of them, but yeah. still yeah. planting lots of hops. Yeah. So, Do you have a wholesale minimum? Because you mentioned, you know, Gentile's smaller brewery, and then you mentioned Warmtown, yep. which is a bigger brewery. Do you have a minimum? So... Looking at our package sizes, so they are four ounces, 11 pounds, um, increments of 11 pounds for, for pellets and whole leaf. Um, we also have big whole leaf bales that are 50 pounds a piece. Um, no minimum. So 11 pounds, one oh, box. No, yeah, right? four ounces. True. Yeah. 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 Wholesale person yeah. could, and, and for the wholesale brewers, we'll just give them the four ounces to try. So right. if they want to buy it. Usually yeah. 11 pounds is the... Uh, is the minimum. Is the minimum. Yeah. We don't have... Um, we, we, we love to sell our hops. So if somebody just wants to try one box and yeah. try them out, we'll do that. If somebody wants to get some samples, we'll be happy to send them some samples to try out our hops. Um, we, we love to share them. Yeah. And I'll tell you, there's no better thing than you know walking into a brewery and 
being able to get a pint of beer made with your hops. So the more that breweries so cool. we can get, the yeah. more breweries we can get using our hops, the more places throughout the state of New England <laughs> yeah, we can pull into and get some great beer made with local hops. You so, want to yeah. see what I look like? Make a beer with my hops. Exactly. Yeah. I'll come yeah. grace your bar. Or check yeah. out the YouTube video for True. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for ruining for Brewers yeah. podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the mystery is gone. Uh, <laughs> so, so obviously we know you're phasing out, you know turf and some of the grain operations that you have here slowly yeah um what's next for you guys so we we don't have a definitive plan yet um i think the next realistic um change that will happen is the addition of more hops to our farm um it's good to hear not less hops (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, you know know, by the way no um (laughs) So we have a lot of acreage here. We have 250 acres across our whole farm. Um, so you're not even using, like... It's a drop. Yeah, we're not even at 10%. We're not even at 10% for hops. Exactly. And so there, there's plenty of room to grow, but it's all based on what the market can bear. So, you know, we, we're not going to put in 250 acres because the market's just not there yeah. yet. Um, but I can see us, you know, putting in five over time. Um, I would love to see us start doing more events at the farm. Um, we've hosted a couple of weddings. Um, so cool. You know, we could have a really... We have a brewer who got married here on the farm, uh, one of the brewers who's worked with us the longest. Exactly. Um, fabulous wedding um, in, awesome. in August, early August, August he got married. Yep. So right next to the hop yards, they were beautiful. The fields were beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, so events. I, this is... Um, I'm it's a entirely location. biased. Yeah, 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 yeah. it is. It's, I, I will say it for you. Thank yeah, yeah, Because yeah. yeah. it's, I mean, it's it's all very natural. Um, it's we're well very, maintained. Yeah. yeah. We're so proud of that because you know our our land is the most important thing that we have as yeah. farmers, and so we really value um, how we take care of it. And it could be really special to find ways to bring that to more people because previously we we've, we've been a wholesale farm, and so not much access from the community to right. us. So I think um, it could be interesting to have some beer festival sorts of things Ooh. happening here. Yeah, that'd be super cool. Um, lots of events related to yeah. hops. Um, so we're the, the sky's the limit. There, there's not any one singular thing that we're like, yes, this is what we're starting next yeah. week. But we're open to to so all of the, the so opportunities. So you're saying, there, so <laughs> oh, you're saying there's a chance for the triathlon. Yeah. <laughs> sure, the river's right here. We're also looking forward, as we've talked about in the past in, the, in this podcast, um, we, we designed a lot of our own systems. We designed a lot of our own equipment. Um, as we pull back on some of the other farming activities that we do, really trying to refine some of those processes, like our, our drying system works great, our pelletizing system works great. If we can build in just a few more efficiencies, we may be able to pelletize directly out of our dryer. Right now, we can't do that the way we're set up, yeah. the way we're using our barns for other things with the grains and um, really trying to just work on some of the efficiencies for the pieces that we have. You know, what we're doing, we figured out all the pieces. We may be able to integrate them a little bit better as we go. We want to work smarter. Not yeah. Harder. Not yeah. harder. Yeah. Because yeah. so, we work hard a lot. Yeah, maybe adding a couple <laughs> yeah. more varieties. I, I'm really excited about these... There are a couple of feral hops that we were able to get. We've reproduced them to the point now. I think we've, by reproducing, we now have tens of plants instead of like nice. two or three. So we might actually be able to grow enough to give to somebody to make a beer out yeah. of and see if they're if they're good. That would be a really neat thing to have. So, you know, no Ooh. big grand expansion plans, but 
But some interesting things. Sorry, we're just Sorry. checking out this hummingbird. Oh. A hummingbird was interacting with a robin. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That was the coolest cool. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and, I wish and now the butterfly floats yeah, by. Yeah. So. so as you can tell, wish you we were here. are basically in heaven right yeah. now. So it's wonderful. I don't want to leave. <laughs> Got her we room. have a guest room. Yeah. We'll have to take a picture for the uh, for, for the podcast notes or the website of how uh, of the setting that we did this yes. yeah. interview in. Definitely yeah. have to share. Yeah. So... I want to get to know you guys a little bit more. I feel like we know uh, pretty good, but yeah. I'm curious. Uh, do you want to ask these? Or? Yeah, I mean, so we always like to know what's in your fridge. <laughs> we can walk over and look at it. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. A lot of leftovers right now. No, so there, there's a lot of eggs. <laughs> Both That's... duck eggs and chicken. Ooh. Uh, there's a flank steak. Beers there's some beer. Oh, you're talking beer. <laughs> oh, See, I oh. go right for the I love to hear about this food. It's, yeah, okay. A lot of leftovers. So some wheat berry salad that <laughs> we brought to a picnic yesterday. Stop. Made with wheat berries from our farm and basil um, from the garden. So <laughs> right now I will say, because we went to a family reunion, so our Ooh, beer nice. selection has been depleted because oh. we bring the party yeah. when we go to the party. But I we bet. have a couple uh, local we beers have, We have there. a couple. Right now there's some um, Buzzards Bay Horseneck IPA. Yep. There is... Um, there are two Wormtown beers in there. There is the Masshole Lager, and there... Which is made with your hops. Was made with our hops. <laughs> and it's delightful it on a, a good, really yeah, hot it's summer day. It's Ice yeah. cold, and it's amazing. Um, and then the, the other one, we had uh, Bee Hoppy, Ooh. which, you know, yeah. that also has yeah. our hops yes, in it. it so. <laughs> we also, I'll add, we have a 500-square-foot walk-in cooler that we store hops in. And Ooh. so sometimes we store a lot of beer over there. Nice. Is there any? Can we use that as a, as a no. safe? We emptied that for the family reunion, we? Didn't had we? a family reunion. Yeah. We <laughs> usually have a lot of different beer in there from all different breweries. Right. That's pretty um, cool, though. But we used it all. And, there, and truth be told, there's also one total crap beer that's Ooh. in our fridge. You guys have probably you listened can't. to our Ooh. podcast because our next question is, do you have a guilty pleasure? Oh, beer. this this one is not a guilty pleasure. This is one we should have just dumped out because someone brought it to us as, oh, no. you know, oh. ooh, we came to your party and here Here's we're leaving you our beer. You realize you can't tell that person now. That oh, she knows. She okay. she told us we should have dumped it. Um, but I won't disclose. What did what they bring? Do we want to know that or not? Tell us. Come on. Yeah, okay. We and then we can First of all, is it a local brewery that made this no. beer? Okay. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. You, as long as they're not a customer, you can say it. I don't even remember what it is. Hang on one second. She's going to run off and look, I think. <laughs> My guilty pleasure. Um, so we like the vacation in, in Bonaire, which is a little island in the Caribbean. And yep. I, I'd love to dive, but I can't dive in cold water because of my ears. Oh. Um, a Corona with a lime in it on a hot beach. There's very little that's... Yeah. At, or in uh, yeah. El Presidente, which is, I think, a Venezuelan beer that is kind yeah. of like, uh, I don't know, any of your listeners who have had a... Presidente may call oh, yeah. me out on it, but it's kind of like a Corona, but a South American local version yeah. of a Corona. Um, it's not the it's worst. Pretty good on a hot day. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. Yeah. Sure. What yes. are your guilty pleasure beers? Do you have any? <laughs> uh, PBR. <laughs> there you go. PBR is great. Yeah, I definitely I like enjoy I get a I get PBR. Pibber. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, <laughs> oh, and here she comes. Uh, oh, that was pretty quick. She's coming back. Yeah. We're commenting on her jogging across the yard. Yes. <laughs> I dumped it. She oh, she dumped, dumped it. it already. Now she's going to get out of saying what oh. it was. All I remember is that it was a light beer and it had like flavoring in it. Ooh. It was Ooh. gross. It was like really gross. But do you have like a, <laughs> do you have a guilty pleasure? Like uh, one that 
I love a Corona. Okay. Oh, with a lime. That's what I said while you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> the corona on the beach in Bonaire. Yeah, that, yeah. that's. Or the um, Presidente from down a, there. A Zulia, which is a Venezuelan. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the, the cute little bottles. I forget how many milliliters <laughs> they are, but we play the small bottle big hand game. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. And yeah. a case is like $8. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um, Zulia. Yeah. But, you know, we, we're really fortunate because by nature of what we do and who yeah. our customers are. You get good beer. We get really good yeah. beer. Yeah. And um, we're... I wanted to say just how thankful we are for that because it's often, you know, <laughs> we go and we deliver the hops and we get to spend time with these people that we really like and then we go home with beer. Yeah. And it's really that's good beer. Yeah. So yep. that's yep. more of my guilty pleasure. Um, it, yeah. it, it can be frustrating because we show up with lots of hops and we we don't give them to the brewery, right? We I mean, we, we, we'll give them some samples, yeah. but we show up with a lot of hops and they. Write us a, a sizable check many times. This is a big investment for them and a yeah. great local product. Right. And then they try to give us, I'd say try, we usually accept it. They give us <laughs> cases of beer. Right. Oh, yeah. And that can be frustrating. Right. The same you, thing you, happens you to us. No. We're, we're like, this is awkward. There's can I three pay of us. you? Yeah. Yeah. I can't and drink a case, but thank you. Yes. Yeah, right, yes. right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Incredibly generous brewers yes. who are really proud yes. of what they're doing and love to share the product. Yeah. And they know um, how hard we work, too. And, and so yeah. it, it, it's the. It's the Mutual Adoration Society. Yeah. And we got a lot of really good beer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's cool. a secret one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. you'll get the invite. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we do have a lot of great beer here. Yeah, um, for sure. Say, unfortunately, you had to face your last meal. Ooh. What would be your last meal and in beer, beer pairing? Yeah. My mom's spaghetti and meat sauce. Mm. Ooh. Mm -hmm. All right. And I think... <laughs> will not at all pair well. <laughs> See, I, I always but go it's a really to good beer, right? right? You're right. getting to learn a lot about me. <laughs> I think, so there was um, a beer that the People's Pint made called the Cosmic Keller. Mm. A Keller lager. Mm. Yeah. And I would want that. They okay. haven't made it since they made it that one time. So, Chris Sellers, if you're listening, I need that beer again. Okay. All right. Hope yeah. we'll a good word for you. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So I would have to say there's a barbecue place right near us <laughs> called North Village Smokehouse. There's a little plug there for a great barbecue. Oh, it has area. a lot of good local beers on tap. <laughs> we are That's looking true. for a place uh, to eat. Oh. That's where you <laughs> well, then it should either be there or the People's Pint. Yep. Yep. Um, in fact, they usually have, w where are you going after this? Honest Weight. You're allowed to say that? Yeah. I think sure. they usually have an Honest Weight beer on out. tap <laughs> yeah. at the North Village Smokehouse. Okay. Yeah. They, they often have an Honest Weight on tap you. there. So, um, one of their beef ribs with... Which this looks is like a sound dinosaur bone. Bad. <laughs> yeah. It's going to sound bad because we shouldn't, like, we have a lot, we should spread the love to other breweries. Yeah. But the People's Pint Loving Kindness, which is a beer that Chris made for his wedding, it's probably one of the best beers I've ever had in my life, which is similar to the Cosmic Keller. So we have... Pretty similar beer tastes. That's just why we work. Cool. Aww, we're so gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 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 honest weight has some really good beers. Oh God, everything there as well. There is yeah. Um, I have a horrible memory for names of beer. But I, but but I'm well, like a brand. So like so weird. Right? I stay on brand. If a place has beer made with our hops, I'm like, well, that's another ounce of beer. That we can sell, so or, or, or another ounce of hops that we can sell if I drink that beer. So I'll just always have, have whatever has our hops in it, um, regardless of. I can't take them anywhere. Is. No, is it? No. Um, I'm also not a beer snob. I'll, yeah. I'll drink pretty much anything. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's got our hops in it. I'm buying it. Yeah. And I'm more of so like, 
Beer is kind of like my music taste. You know, mm. on a given day, yeah, it could be bagpipes oh, totally. or like Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> and so my my beer taste kind of goes that same <laughs> way, where yeah. you know, you know, some like right now I'm totally on a Pilsner kick. Yeah, um, give yes. me all the Pilsners. Definitely. Um, but you know that doesn't mean that tomorrow won't be you know super heavy New England IPA. Or a yeah. Thrush Sour, yeah. 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 So totally all over different. the board. Yeah, I will nice. never say no to Thrush Sour. Yeah. You're so they close use a lot to of our hops. Yeah. I know, I know. You're pretty close, and they use a lot of our hops, too. They oh. do. So cool. Um, good. So say any of our listeners, brewers or homebrewers. Well, wait, perfect. we have another question. Oh, wait. Is it that oh. last one? Yeah. Are we uh, saving that? Yeah, we'll save that okay. one. Yeah. You're right. really going to end it on that one, huh? You're building up to this that's, question. That's what we always end it on. You're me I was getting confused for a second. My favorite color is blue. Where can home brewers or professional brewers um, purchase your hops? So there um, are different places around the state where home brewers can purchase. So like Beer Wine Hobby, um, Beerology in Northampton. Easiest way is to give us a call or visit our website. Um, same thing with brewers. Um, What's the website? www.fourstarfarms.com, all spelled out. F-O-U-R-S-T-A-R. F A R M S dot com. Wow. Like we have multiple, but and we don't. What's the phone number? 413 498 2968. And your email address? Liz at fourstarfarms.com. There we that go. That's great. See, you this should is just, why we're just take over. This is great. <laughs> Call me. I was a lobbyist for many years, so I'm always selling. <laughs> this is why I'm the salesperson for yes. the farm. He pushes me because yeah. I have no pressure at all. I'm like, yeah. maybe if you want to like Google me sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Google me. Is it still Love a thing? And it. you guys are also social media, right? Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, Truth be told, I don't really Twitter very well. So we that's just either, it so don't yeah. worry. from my yeah. Facebook page. Thing. Yeah. I, I just don't have time. Yeah. And I, I think I'm of the age where I just, yeah. it's too fast. So we've, <laughs> we've found out that Twitter is just more people's shitty opinions other it than really facts. It really is, so. I feel like. I, yeah. 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 And I, I like Instagram because it's more Instagram's photos fun. of things. Yeah. yeah. Visual. Yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm that person because... Just like our products speak for themselves, yeah. I think the farm does too. So, what's your favorite yeah. non-beer-related Instagram channel page? or page? I, I know what yours is, but but what are yours? Oh, it's oh, turning no. it back. Oh, I'm kind of turning the tables here guys, to you guys. That's a question. What's your favorite non-beer-related Instagram? Liz's boot my nose while you're thinking. I'll say Liz's. It is adorable. Puppies, oh, where it's just a close-up of their face. Yes. So it's adorable. Mine is so Life of Scott at a Scout at Life of Scout, which is a golden retriever, oh, and it's been like chronological great. since Scout's been born. Perfect. Oh my god. And it's great. I have a golden retriever, so that's cute. Yeah. See, yeah. you get me. See? Yeah. That's why I have boot my nose. Yeah. Yay. I'm gonna have to follow <laughs> that. Believe. You should follow Life of Scott Scout, and now I will follow. Boot. I my nose. Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> so cute. I let. I can't believe you let Nate like just totally take this thing. No, over. this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, what's yours? I'm I don't know that I have one really. Like, you isn't it at you Four know? Star Farms? Yeah, no, it's totally at Four Star Farms. <laughs> but that's beer related, yes. so she couldn't say it. Oh, that's why right. she wasn't going to say that one. Well, it's pre beer. That's pre-beer. most of the stuff that I follow. Though I follow beer people. I follow like I guess nature stuff. I've got a couple like nature ones. I cool. Follow. That's cool. I take I it. I can't think of them right Nate, now. Nate, what about yourself? <laughs> He 
doesn't Instagram? Um, how can you ask yeah. questions? Let's throw I don't, I don't actually. That's why I asked the question because I'm not on Instagram. Nate Dotlatol doesn't really exist. <laughs> no, I, I mean it's there, but we should make. It, we, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna own it. <laughs> That's my favorite now. Do anti-hop stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and and, and my Facebook uh, followings are very boring. They're all like agricultural sailing. policy uh, stuff. He follows sailing. Yeah. Uh, Some sailing stuff, but mostly agricultural policy stuff. Because that's our dream when we're done farming is that we'll own a sailboat and yeah. go like drifting around the Caribbean. I should put in a plug and say that mine is no farms, no food. There you go. Ooh, yeah. I work for American Farmland Trust, so. That's there. So, <laughs> so I should say that that's my favorite even though so even it's though not you're necessarily cool. my favorite, but it is a good one. Even though you, you don't work on a farm, you're representing farms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So, so I work for uh, American Farmland Trust. Those green, no farms, no food bumper sticker, those are all ours. That's that's our organization, and we're a national farmland conservation organization. Very important. We're trying to keep land and Fun agriculture. Bucks. Yeah. Yep. And every job that Nate has had. It's farm related? Pretty much, except for one. Yeah. yeah. Which one? Well, well, that was more an internship on the stock exchange. But I was in a commodities guy. pit mm. trading coffee. Yeah. So that was that. ag related, right? <laughs> See? This is why he's the lobbyist. Oh my God. <laughs> I can spit it all. Um, I do have a quick question. We are yeah. seeing a surge of hoppy teas. Anything that you guys have been. What do you think about that? Is I We grow a hop just... called Tea Maker. Yeah. I think it works. Um, it, it's kind of like hop ciders yep. to me. Um, not all of them are created equal. But mm. if you find the, the right hand, it makes a really delightful thing. Um, Nate brought up our tea maker, which has actually led to some beer styles very similar to, like, Arnold Palmer's. Okay. So mixing the tea maker, um, which for us has um, kind of black tea notes with a little bit of citrus, with yeah. hops that have lemon characteristics, and suddenly you've got this light beer that uh, tastes like a, an Arnold Palmer. Cool. All right, Eric, I know you're <laughs> chomping at the bits. Ask your last question. God, I know. I'm so nervous right it's now. It's really, very yeah, tough. What the heck of a buildup to this question? It's so what's your favorite color? I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. Um, what are you most proud of? That is our last question. What are we most proud of? Mm-hmm. Hit it, Nate. My wife. Oh, yeah, see, she's they, awesome. Oh. Tear, a single tear. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm all verklempt. Hers uh, is going to be like the hop farm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and now I'm like, sorry, Nate, <laughs> myself. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so I, I'm really proud of how far we've come as a family. So in preparation for you guys coming, looking back over over the history that we've we've had, particularly in hops growing. We have come such a long way and yeah. we've come from a place of like not having a clue about what we're doing except how to be yeah. good farmers through actually having this really highly legit desired thing. legit yeah. thing. Um, and I'm proud of how hard we've worked to get here and all of the things that are coming from that hard work because, you know, it, the, the proof is in the pudding with all Definitely. of the beers that we see. And I know it, it sounds a little cliche of, you know, but... Um, but I really am because we, we've worked hard as a family. And although Nate says that he's the off-farm sp off spouse, um, he does a lot of nights and weekends stuff for yeah. us around here. And um, if I were to think about trying to work with my family of origin all day, every day, seven <laughs> days a week, it gets a little complicated. Yeah. And we're, we're able to do that and to keep evolving and keep progressing and moving we forward. We all still so. love each other. And we do. That's, and still have family great. dinners. That's awesome. With good beer. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll add, That's I'm great. proud that I've resisted, like, smacking this mic as this aphid. 
has been crawling oh, across it the that's... whole time. That's why I'm giving my microphone really weird looks. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I killed the moment there, but yeah. Yep. Killed it's hard to hold the mic close to your mouth when there's an insect crawling across it. I just eat it. That's what happens <laughs> when you're. Do you guys ever do the delicious dish? Do you ever watch that from like old YouTube videos of Saturday Night Live? You don't even know what delicious dish is. No, we're gonna have to. <laughs> we're gonna have to cut this out of the podcast. Yeah. We are so not cool. <laughs> Google delicious dish. Because okay. <laughs> when you guys start, it totally reminded me of that, yeah. and I was like, "This don't is taking a turn." Yeah, yeah, sorry, <laughs> we're devolving. So, Liz and Nate, thank you guys this has for been great. doing this early. Yes. Well, it's not really early. It's not early it was, anymore. It was early for us. <laughs> 10 o'clock you guys showed up here. That wasn't well, that yeah. bad for <laughs> us, but you had to leave <laughs> early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. had to leave early to get here. But uh, thanks. It's beautiful here. You guys should be – I know you guys are proud, but you guys should be immensely proud yeah, of what you. you guys have done yeah. here. It's beautiful. It's amazing what you've created. Every thank beer you. I've had with your product has been great. So that's a testament to your hops and the great brewers who are making Absolutely. it as well. Yes. Absolutely. So, thank you guys so much. No problem. And cheers. 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 Oh, man. Take us back to that awesome summer day. Right now in yeah. New England, it's... It's rainy. rainy. It's, it's cold. cold. It's windy. And it's going to get even colder. It's going to get worse. It's from here on out, man. Uh, but it's always nice to look back and just see what we've done. Yeah. And we couldn't have done a lot of it without our amazing listeners so far. So, thanks, you guys. Yep. We're getting more and more reviews on different podcast uh, platforms yep and people are reaching out to us to interview them i didn't think we were that good at interviewing but i guess (laughs) we are Uh, but seriously um please uh if you have the time of day to just uh, be that be that person that that i am not and write a review i know it's difficult it's uh but it means the world to us so if you feel as uh compelled to leave us a uh, a rating um in a comment we'll send you a sticker let us know uh and you know if, if it's a really really good one maybe we'll send you a shirt yeah no yeah. agreed yeah, yep, yeah. a shirt done. Yep. Done, done done and done yeah. challenge accepted um but also follow us on all our uh, social media and follow us on Reddit because we got a comment that I want Absolutely our I want our hilarious I want our Bruits listeners to check that shit out. Yeah, and Reddit's just so funny. We got a funny comment. We'll start reading our uh, bad Reddit reviews. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Apparently, Stay I'm tuned. I'm bad at editing. So if you're Sorry, a video you <laughs> if you're a video editor out there and you like beer, hit me up. Uh, we can talk. Yeah. So until next week, we have our amazing guests. Medusa, we have Coming Medusa, yeah. uh, Hudson, Stay Massachusetts. I am so excited because I love their beer. Their beer is great, solid nitro, and they had that really good uh, red ale. Yes, yeah, yeah, yep. really, really. And I good. love the location. And yeah, the location's yeah. great. Yeah. Amazing. I can't say enough good things about cool. all the breweries in yeah. Massachusetts and beyond. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. We had and a lot of fun beyond. out there. Yeah. So until next week, uh, make sure you don't have a blood clot. Yes, <laughs> blood clot awareness. <laughs> and cheers. 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 cheers.